Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, it's you, Sparky. 5 for 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee sports timeout. Of course, we're broadcasting live from the Wendy's studios. When the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. And after each and every Milwaukee Bucks victory, get yourself a free frosty chocolate or vanilla participating Wisconsin Wendy's uh, throughout the entire uh, rest of the postseason. Let's talk now with Tim Dillard, Valley Sports Brewers analyst, pre- and post-game show. Of course, fills in for The Rock as well. Also host of Brewers Unfiltered with Sophia Minnert and Adam McKelvey. And he, of course, is brought to you by the iconic fourth base uh, restaurant right over there by American Family Field. Unbelievable food, burgers, steaks, you name it, they got it. Absolutely delicious. Go down there and tell them we sent you. Tim, first things first, I guess uh, you see uh, uh, struggles of Javi Guerra. He gets designated for assignment. Uh, Matt Bush struggles a little bit. He ends up on the injured list. Uh, and this is what they mean when uh, you need a lot of pitchers throughout the course of a regular season because of things like this. Absolutely. And, I mean, the Brewers have all already had you know starters that are in trouble and, and missing time with Brandon Woodruff. And this is just a part of baseball, just – you know, sometimes it happens to teams later in the season, but you might as well get it out of the way now if it has to happen. But um, you knew there was going to be some sort of change. You didn't know exactly what was going to happen. And Javi Guerra has big league stuff. There's no doubt about that. But I think just doesn't have enough experience when it comes to innings. Um, I know a lot of times that's what it takes to, you know, it's not just stuff, but it's what to do and how to use it in certain situations. So for him, it's just a matter of time uh, before he's back to, you know, dominating some hitters. But uh, didn't see the Bush thing coming. I mean, he pitched some really important innings. I mean, even Craig Council was big on that um, already this season. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think the pen's still in good shape. Uh, what do you think of Claudio and, and Cousins now coming up? Uh, two guys that Brewer fans obviously are familiar with. Well, I mean, if you want to sit there and we say, hey, we got to get through a really tough, like, legit inning, what do we do? Well, boom, there you go. you got a righty and a lefty. You know, if you got to piece together an inning, I know you have to face three hitters, but if there's a couple of righties with a couple of lefties coming up, then you know there's a good opportunity right there for these guys to kind of just play tandem in that way. But we've seen Cousins before. His elite slider is you know just absolutely unbelievable. And if they think he's ready to go, then he's going to be pitching some big innings for them coming up soon. Bush uh, has been the eighth inning guy for the most part. Now with him on the IL, I think – most Brewer fans look at this and go, okay, that is Strzelecki's inning now probably going forward in the eighth inning. Would that be your choice? Yeah, it would be. Um, I mean, honestly, if it's a – depending on the way days line up, I mean, he could almost start out in the seventh inning. He's been pitching the most important innings, there's no doubt. Yep. Like, it's the point in the game where it's like, hey, we need someone to cover not just a couple of outs, but, you know, into the next inning, it's been him uh, and Milner kind of switching out. But I would definitely have him in the eighth inning. And this is all because, you know, honestly – Yoel Piamps has just come to the forefront. He is 
for whatever reason, he just ends up popping up in these big moments and just excelling. I mean, he's not throwing 50 pitches every time out. He's going out there and using 10 or 12 pitches to get three weak ground balls in the heart of the order. And then he kind of just walks back to the dugout like it's not a big deal. So they do have some elite people down there, but it's going to be Strezlecki the eighth for me. How big of a deal is it uh, when you have this interleague play going on, which it's getting more common than ever now with this new schedule where you play everybody once throughout the course uh, of a season, American League and National League. How big of a deal is it for these guys, uh, you know, for the Brewers facing the Tigers and the Angels and teams they don't normally see? Um, I mean, that's the same as from both sides. I mean, that's they're they're wondering who who is who as well, right? Like, there's no big scatter reports, you know, but it's just the fact they haven't seen them that much. Which I'm just I'm wondering when they're going to stop calling it American League and National League. I feel like there's no difference now, right? right Honestly. Correct. Yep. <laughs> Except that you know they don't want to just have everybody play everybody in one big standings. That'd be tough to do for playoffs, maybe. But I don't know. I I, I think they enjoy it. I think it's just. You, something fresh. And I mean, nobody wants to play the Reds 19 times a year. You can help it. And they don't want to play the Brewers. So everybody wins with this big schedule. And plus, it's fun to see these guys come in uh, to a city you don't get to see very often. How crazy is it that the Pirates are sitting up on top of this division right now? Well, I just literally read like uh, probably the, the right when you called uh, that the Pirates were thinking about extending uh, Brian Reynolds. So that right there is probably a direct result of how the team has just started out. You know, we've sur- they've surrounded him with, you know, players that are ready and they're starting to compete. So he's like, okay, well, I'll just stick around then. Right. Cause that whole big thing about him wanting to be traded, right. uh, they, they've excelled. It, you know, I was there last year and kept, got to see a lot of these guys um, early on in the season and just see how they progressed. I mean, Brian Hayes is one of the best third basemen in the league. If it wasn't for, you know, someone like, I don't know, what's his face, Aaron Arenado. Yeah, he's really <laughs> Winning good. all these gold gloves, he would be in the mix. So they have a lot of good players. There's no doubt about that. Um, they're just going to continue to get better, too. I think, didn't O'Neill Cruz, he's going to miss some time, I think. Yeah, he's but, hurt. Um, yeah, he's an elite player as well. So, I mean, I they're, the young as they are, I mean, start locking them up now. I mean, they're it doesn't surprise me. I thought they were have been really good. Um, they just missed some pieces. Usually that was pitching. How do you, as a player, view the season? I mean, because you you always hear, like in football, they talk about, you know, you played in in quarters, right? So, uh, or at least when you had 16 games, right? So you're trying to go three and one in the first four, or whatever the case may be. You have goals for every quarter of the year. They kind of play it in four game segments. How how do baseball players kind of look at that? Do Do you break it up into seasons of kind of what you're trying to accomplish in smaller goals outside of the bigger goal, obviously, of making the playoffs? Not really. I mean, to a baseball player, they show up, and sometimes they just got to be reminded who they're playing that day, right? Because as soon as – ideally, you want to leave the stadium and not and, and not take any of the baseball with you. You know, you just want a 51st date, you know, wake up the next day, try to figure out – you know you're a ball player, right? and you know you're going to be ready. Uh, and then get to the field, and then kind of – that's when you start ramping it up, getting your body ready, start doing the meetings, the scouting reports, all that kind of stuff. And there's times you wake up and you're going, what city am I in, honestly? Oh, and it's just – that's a good thing. Honestly, you just, you kind of just blink and wake up and, but that's how, I mean, to think too far ahead uh, just doesn't do baseball players any good personally. Like just on that level of, okay guys, we got to go out there and play today because we want to be playing in October. It's like, that's understood. It doesn't even really need to be said. You just get out and it's very moment by moment. You got to win that moment. And that's how players usually think. Then how difficult is it then for a rookie? Because I would think for a rookie, 
I mean, your big eyes at every new stadium you walk into, every new city you go into, I would think it's almost impossible for them to do what you're saying that a veteran player probably can do that's been in the league for a while. Well, maybe, but you look at some of these rookies, they're playing every single day. They're right. probably tired at the end of the day. It's not like it's not like when I got called up and I didn't do jack for you know a while. I sit in the bullpen and pitch every three or seven days. You know, these guys are playing every single day. They can't afford to be you know, overcome with what's going on. And I think that's a good thing because they get to play. And for them, the, you know, they're going to be, eye, you know, wide-eyed going to some of these cities and seeing, you know, playing against some of these players. But at the same time, they, they're thrown into the mix of it. Like, that's already over with. You know, they, they're, they're still going to enjoy it, but at the same time, they do have a job. And they don't have to sit around and wait for it. It's every day. There's an article on reviewingthebrew.com looking at Christian Yelich. Um, and it says Kirsten Yelich currently has the second lowest barrel uh, percentage of his career with only 4.8% he recorded in 2015 being worse. The first year StatCast batting data is available for lower than his current 5.1% entering play on April 21st. Yelich has the ninth highest hard hit percentage rate, though, in all of baseball at 59.3%, despite the fact that he's 196th, the highest barrel percentage of 5.1%. Uh, and if you look at his other years, 2018, his barrel percentage was 12.9. 2019, it was at 15.8%. 2020, his barrel percentage was at 12.1%. Uh, and then it's kind of gone down all the way to the, the lowest yet at 5.1%. Average exit velocity is at 93.7 miles per hour, which is consistent to where he was in uh, 18, and 19, and 20 uh, for the most part as well. Average launch angle has changed dramatically, though. It went from 11.3 in 2019, 7.1 in 2020, to 4.4 now uh, this year. What do you make of those numbers? Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. It seemed like a lot of... <laughs> what are you talking about? No, take... Take all that stuff and crumple it down into the fact that he's just hitting the ball in the ground more uh, than he used to. And, you know, that's for whatever reason. I don't know his, his reasoning behind it, but it's a conscious effort to do that. Maybe just get the ball out of the pop-ups in the air and, and air on the side of, I'm going to crush a rocket through the infield. And the reason those numbers are skewed is because you're uh, typically when you hit a ball into the ground, it's just harder. So his exit below almost every time he hits a ball is over 100 miles an hour. That's why he's so up high on the exit velocity. But then when it comes to launch angle and barrel percentage, it's down because it measures different on when it, you hit it in the air or hit it on the ground. So that's, that's the reason. But, I mean, he's like second in the in Major League Baseball in runs scored. Um, he's getting his hits. He's hitting the ball hard. He's stealing bases. I think he's on pace to steal like 30 bases right now. So, I mean, he's doing a lot. He's not even walking as much as Willie Adamas, but his on-base percentage is still good. So, I don't know. For me, Yelich is, is just laying a foundation to keep getting better. I mean, he's he's off to a pretty decent start. And you know what? With those guys hitting behind him, as long as he's on base, he's going to continue to score. How heartbreaking was that Mitchell injury news, losing him now for more than likely the rest of the season? I mean, I, I talked to him in the dugout the other day, and I just I just felt for him. You know, I, I, I had a very similar injury. Mine was different because it was my lead arm when I would swing. And so that was, you know, a little tougher as far as the rehab and stuff, but right. um, I'm, I'm very an optimistic person. I want him to be back soon. You know, if it's not his dominant arm throwing or swinging, I, you know, who, who, who knows this? he could come back by the end of the season. And, you know, they, I know they're saying like, Oh, it could be six months, but that's maybe for a normal person. Hopefully, you know, this guy's been exceptional. He's been overcoming things his entire life. So 
for some new challenge like this, he does have the skills to overcome. But, man, just a, just a sad. He's so much fun to watch play. He's such a good human. You just you want it for him so bad just because uh, the Brewers are going to need him. You know, luckily they do have some outfield depth, but um, hopefully this is something that will be in the past and we won't even have to talk about it here in five or six months. Tim, what is the latest on the newest uh, edition of Brewers Unfiltered this week? Oh, yeah, we just got done recording. Um, and we're just, we just kind of sum up a little bit of everything that's been going on with the team, which is kind of a lot. Some of the stuff we've already covered, we go way more in-depth. Um, and then we go as far as, what do we talk about? I don't know, just who, who would we want to see play, you know, from past uh, baseball legends? Um, with uh, Otani coming into town, Mike Trout, uh, Miguel Cabrera. You know, these, these people are, you know, who they are going to be talking about in 10 or 15 years. You know, Miguel Cabrera is going to be a, a probably a first ballot oh, Hall yeah. of Famer. I don't know how he yeah. couldn't be. I think it was the last time someone won the triple crown as a hitter. So uh, pretty just elite group. I know he's not the guy that he once was, but, you know, if you have a chance to see these guys, you know, these guys go out there and perform, that's, that's what you remember. I'll do a spoiler. I I, my son asked me, well, I just got home. I'm in Nashville right now. Got home after the uh, Red Sox series. One of the first thing he said to me the next day was, uh, what a legend is. Like, that's kind of what they're going over in school. He's like, Dad, what's a legend? And my first thought was, Babe Ruth is a legend in baseball. You know, he's just a baseball legend. That's the first name I thought of. So for him, that like helped understand because he had heard of that player. So anyway, that was mine. I just like to see him play. Maybe not pitch, but at least see him swing the bat, right? And you hear about him your whole life. Might as well watch him play. Tanya, right now, Shoei Otani is a legend in the making. Uh, I absolutely, I, yeah. This dude here, I got tickets for Sunday, taking the family on Sunday with their fifty-nine dollar uh, Sunday Fun Day ticket package, which is out of this world. Good, oh, cool. Uh, so yeah, we're going. Say, hey, I'll be down there. Yeah, we'll be there on Sunday to come <laughs> check it out. And uh, I, how can you be that bad with Mike Trout and Shoei Otani for all this time? I, I just. That 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 has got to be one of the the worst things I think anybody has ever seen. I mean, you're talking about two of the greatest players in one sport on the same team, and you can't figure out how to make the playoffs. That that I, I would be so mad if I was an Angels fan. I'm mad. I'm not even an Angels fan. Yeah, it's a conundrum. You're you're sitting there going, okay, we're you can't find enough pitching to pull it off. You know, you can't find enough pieces around the infield and outfield to kind of piece all that together. Like that's un unconscionable you can't figure that out somehow i don't know they're good willing to spend that much money on those guys like fork out a little bit more but they do have hunter renfro and he's actually hitting better than Otani right now i think and we all know about his defense so i mean they if they're going to make a run for it this may be the last opportunity i don't know if shohei wants any more part of it i don't know Otani's going to get contract maybe he's going to get like a half a billion dollars on his next deal yeah yeah they're gonna have to come up with a new team just for him like he'll just be the only player and that'll be it. They'll have some new rule, and he'll be the only player on the team because they can't afford anybody else. Or he'll just buy the team and run it himself, one or the other. <laughs> uh, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. Follow Tim Dillard on Twitter at Dim Tillard. And, of course, check out Brewers Unfiltered on your Odyssey app uh, or, of course, uh, at Brewers.com. Tim, thanks so much, man. We'll talk again next week. Yep. Hey, talk to me Sunday. I'll be there. Going. I'll be there for the Angels series. Can't wait for it. It's going to be good. Sounds good. I'll find you. See you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.